faith over fear. I hope you guys had a good week. Dads, I hope you had a good Father's Day. I hope you had a good week. I just want to say thank you again to Jacob Sweat for coming on on our podcast last week. Thank you for coming on and uh, just thank you for your friendship, man. It was, um, You mean a lot to me. Your whole family means a lot to me and it means a lot to me that you uh, took time to uh, to join the podcast with us. So thank you so much um, for that. This week, guys, we're going to get into a little bit more of political, uh, the political atmosphere um, because of what's happened last week. So there's there are a couple biblical lessons I kind of want to talk about, but I feel like what's happened last week kind of can't be ignored, and I think it's important to talk about it. I think it's important to understand it. I wish that I had more time to you know dive into it and kind of go into the details a little bit better than what I'm going to, but I do think that it's important for um, everyone listening, one, number one, just don't take my word for it. I'm I'm bringing you the truth, but I think it's important that you do your own research. I think it's important that you read, um, you know, your own news and, and determine your opinion from that, not just agree with me just because you listen. So saying that, um, again, I record these podcasts um, prior to the week that you're listening to it. So this past week, um, there were a couple stories I want to talk about. Number one is the missing or the submarine that um, unfortunately imploded and lost um, lives of, I believe, five passengers. And it's just a, a tragic story. And um, But honestly, there's just more tragedy that kind of goes along with the story that really shouldn't. And I think this is the mind-boggling um, part of the story is that these individuals got in a submarine. They were going to go down to the um, sea floor. Unfortunately, on Sunday, it imploded on itself. Um, causing it to just the unfortunately the passengers died instantly and there were just um, debris left on the seafloor. Well, on Thursday of last week, it we found out that the U.S. Navy knew that the ship had imploded on itself. That they heard it through um, through all of their technology. They heard it happen on late Sunday afternoon, and they heard a loud bang at the same time. They lost comms and they lost them on the um, the radar. So I mean. It sounds like, by all counts, it sounds like we knew exactly what happened to that submarine. Now, what happens next is what's just mind-boggling, and this is what kind of rolls into the politics, and this is what's going to roll into um, some of the other stories. But it, we kept hearing from the media, and we kept hearing from, you know, the White House and all these different people that, you know, hopefully these people are going to be found, and that they had, I think it was like ninety-six hours of air, and that you know someone could hear them banging on the inside of it, and they were hopeful that they were going to find them. And for days, we heard that there was hope that we were going to be able to find these people. And come to find out Thursday that the White House knew that, the Navy knew it, everyone knew that, or the majority of the people behind the scenes knew that we weren't going to find these individuals. And so you gave false hope to the country. You gave false hope to family members. And and my heart goes out to the to the family members. I can't believe that that has happened in today's society. You knew exactly what happened, and you let days on end go, go by before we actually came out with the truth. And I think it's just, it's, it's a disgusting, uh, that is a disgusting story. You took tragedy and made it even worse. And this is kind of what spins into politics, politics, excuse me, is what it seems like is there's a lot of people out there. And yes, this is a conspiracy. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I don't believe it. I kind of feel like this lines up right with what um, politicians do, especially the left. A lot of people think that they use this as a distraction from what was going on with Hunter Biden. And I don't know if that's the case or not. It is awful convenient if they didn't do it on purpose. It's awful convenient that they got 
this story and were able to hold the news out for so many days to just, you know, distract everybody. You know, nobody was talking about Hunter Biden because everyone was talking about this, um, this story. And so again, I don't know if the media did that on purpose. I don't know if Biden's white house and Biden's administration did that on purpose. I'm just saying it seems awful, um, awful convenient for them for that to happen. Now I'm going to tell you my personal opinion, just my own personal belief, because I've become quite, um, I guess you could call me a conspiracy theory. I don't trust our government. I don't trust our politicians. I don't trust anything that they do. Um, and so I feel like this is something that they would do because what's happening with the Hunter Biden scandal right now is gigantic. This is an unprecedented story, something that we've never seen in American politics before, and yet we're trying to sweep it under the rug like nothing's happened. And so there's two issues with the Hunter Biden story. Actually, I'm just going to call it the Biden story. I'm going to start using the hashtag Biden crime family because by all measures, it seems like that's what they are. Um, so before I start with that, let's go to Donald Trump, right? They've done the same thing with Donald Trump. Now, we haven't talked about this on the podcast yet, but yes, Donald Trump was indicted. Um, there's a lot of stuff that comes along with it. And I will tell you this. Now, I think all of this stuff is important because there is an election next year. Our country is in turmoil economically, um, really within the people. I mean, we're more divided now, I feel like, than we've ever been. Um, and so they take Trump and they indict him again. And here's my my first initial thoughts when I heard that Donald Trump was being indict, indicted, if I'm being completely honest with you guys, is that you've thrown court case after court case after court case after impeachment after impeachment after court case 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 and can't get anything to stick to this man. And so if I'm being completely honest with you, I don't know if Donald Trump broke the law. I don't know if what he did w broke the law in taking these documents to his home. I don't know what he did. But I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Anytime someone says that from the left that they're going to prosecute him, I almost uh, immediately believe that he didn't do it. And I know that that's probably not the best idea. But how many court cases are you going to throw a man through and get nothing to stick before you just realize that the people who are trying to accuse him are the ones who are the bad people doing wrong things? I mean, come on. And here's another thing. It seems like, yes, he took documents. It seems like he had documents he shouldn't have had. And it looks like, by all measures, he probably knew it. Here's the problem I have with it. If Donald Trump broke the law, I believe wholeheartedly that you should have to answer for it. I believe that for anybody. But here's the problem with that. Hillary Clinton did the same darn thing. Bill Clinton did the same darn thing. Mike Pence has done the same darn thing. A sitting president has done the same thing. They have found documents that these people shouldn't have had all over our politicians. And none of them have ever been tried for it. No one's ever been um, arrested for it. And going back to the Hillary Clinton one, she wasn't even the president or the vice president. And she had 33,000 classified emails that she destroyed on a phone. And it was connected to a server that was connected to someone's bathroom. This woman, we know that she did it, but the... But the DOJ didn't charge her because they thought it would be bad politically and it would set a bad precedence for what can happen with who has power. And so what I would say is, how are you going to indict Donald Trump? How are you going to prosecute Donald Trump for doing the same thing that Joe Biden's done, Obama's done, the Clintons have done, the Pence's have done? All politicians do it. And I don't want to hear people go, well, they corroborated and did it. Listen, that doesn't mean a hill of beans to me. I don't care. They came in and took the documents from Donald Trump. That's all you need to know. Have they done that to Joe Biden yet? Doesn't look like it. 
Did they do that for Hillary Clinton? No. She deleted them off a server. And guess what? Hillary Clinton's were much more accessible to our enemies than papers sitting in Donald Trump's bathroom. She had them on a on a on a phone. Anybody can hack that. And so it's just setting a really bad precedence that if you are part of the left, and this is why I tell people I think it's so important to get into politics. I am not saying that the right is perfect. There are many politicians on the right that I don't agree with, and I'm going to get to that here in a minute. But the left is above the law, period. If your name is Biden, Clinton, Obama, you're above the law. You don't answer to no one on this earth. You'll answer to someone eventually. But on this earth, you answer to no one. They are above the law. And it's sad. And how do we know they're above the law? One, look at what's happening with Donald Trump in these documents. Number two, Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. The Bidens might be the most corrupt family, and they've been living in the shadows this whole time, and we didn't even know. The things that they did might be worse than freaking Hillary Clinton, and that's a hard one to beat. It's a hard one to beat. But whistleblowers from the IRS are now coming out saying that they tried to prosecute Hunter Biden before the election. It was held up so that it wouldn't be bad press for Joe Biden. And they're also saying that there is... A is text messages with Hunter Biden and a Chinese government official, and he tells this guy essentially, "I'm sitting right next to my father, and we want our money. We want we want you to do what we want you to do, and if you don't do it, then we're gonna pretty much unleash all hell on you." And this was in this was why while Joe Biden was vice president, he's using his father's name. They're using their name. They're using the United States government as a to stronghold these people so that they can make money. They're talking about five and ten million dollar bribe, and now you have Joe Biden directly tied to it. We had him directly tied to it, anyways. Who else is going to be the big man? We've had him tied for years now, but now you have a text message from the son. They've got pictures and and dates where Hunter Biden was at Joe Biden's house the day that he sent this message. So it all lines up. And you, if you recall, for years Joe Biden said that he never talked to his son about the business dealings overseas. That he didn't know what his son was doing. That his son was a good guy and he trusted him. He wasn't doing drugs and he wasn't breaking the law and he wasn't doing all these things. Right? Except wrong. Joe Biden is a liar. A cold-blooded liar. Full of crap. Full of it. And that's just one part of it. That's just the bribery part. Let's look at Hunter Biden not getting prosecuted for buying a gun illegally, lying on a background check that he wasn't addicted to drugs. Then his girlfriend, who, by the way, Hunter Biden's girlfriend was the wife of his dead brother. Yeah, that one. She threw the gun away in a trash can across the street from a high school. He went back to retrieve it. Someone else had already found it. Lied about that. And then now he's been invading taxes. I think it was for two years. It was almost like $1.2 million dollars in taxes that he wasn't paying. And guess what? They're dropping the junk, the gun charge and they're giving him a little slap on the wrist. Why? Because his last name is Biden. Take the story I just said and change that last name to Trump. Imagine if Eric Trump or Donald Trump Jr. Imagine the story that they were snorting cocaine off the floor. They lied on a background check to buy a gun so they own a gun illegally they're dating the woman of their ex, their their sister-in-law, essentially, of their dead brother. They're dating her. They, they dispose of the gun in a trash can across from a high school, and then they don't pay $1.2 million in taxes. Imagine if that was a Trump. 
Oh my God, you'd never hear the end of it. You would never hear the end of it. It's a sad double standard that we live in. And the left, I'm sorry guys, the left has to be stopped. Our, our politicians, let me say it this way, our politicians have got to be put in check. They've got to be held accountable, all of them. If Donald Trump did something wrong and all the other ones did something wrong, then they all should have to be held accountable for it. You can't pick and choose. And what's the precedence that's being set right now is that whatever political party is in power of the White House, they're going to do whatever they want. And they're going to come after whoever they want with no regard. I've never seen the Republicans do that. Trump had every opportunity in four years of his presidency. He could have gone after Hillary Clinton, but he didn't. Because there's certain things in politics that you don't do because it sets a bad precedence of going back and forth. But yet the left doesn't care. They don't care. And they're going to protect their own over you and I every single day. If it was you and I in that story like Hunter Biden, we'd be in jail for the rest of our lives, I'm sure of it. But because, because his last name is Biden, he gets by with it. We are living in dangerous times, politically speaking. And that's why I think it's so important for Christians, for conservative Christians, to stand up and vocalize your beliefs and talk about the things that are going on. There is not a sane American in this country that if you asked, do you think Donald Trump should go to prison? If their answer is yes, and you ask them if Hillary Clinton, and they say no, they're the problem. And those are the people we need to be talking to. Or if there's someone who says, oh, Hunter Biden shouldn't have to answer the law, they're the problem. They're the people that we need to be talking to. And again, going back to what I said earlier, it's all of our politicians. All of them. And unfortunately, we're seeing conservative politicians doing things that I don't agree with and kind of or mind-blowing to me. But you've had a governor, I think it was in Nevada. He's now protecting children getting, having transgender surgeries operated on them. So he's saying it's if, if a five-year-old wants to have their sex change, they can. And then you've got another one, Chris Christie, who is a, I mean, he's put his name in a hat for the GOP. He's not going to win the nomination. He'll never win the nomination. But now he's attacking conservatives for trying to protect children from getting mutilated. And he's standing behind the, well, I don't think government should get involved. It should be between parents. Where I would agree with you in most cases that the government, I don't want the government involved in households in most cases. I would agree with you that the decision needs to be with the parent in most situations. What I don't agree with is allowing a child to be mutilated. That should not be the choice of the parent. I'm sorry. If a four-year-old or a five-year-old or a nine-year-old or a 14-year-old comes up and says, I want my nuts chopped off or I want nuts added to me and I want my ovaries taken out, that needs to be a hard no. Do you want to know why? Because your brain's not fully developed. You don't understand the consequences of what you're asking to be done. Sad thing is the parents do, and there's plenty of parents out there trying to push it anyways. There are so many people who have gone through these surgeries that regret it, that are never going to be able to have children who regret it. They're suicidal at a much higher rate. Their depression is a much higher rate. Do you want to know why? Because they've done something that is irreversible that they should not have done. And they did it without having all of the proper information given to them. They did it because people are out there going, yeah, that's you, baby, just do it. And I'm sorry, if you're a conservative, you have to say no. No, that is illegal. 
You know, the thing that blows my mind is they sit here and say, well, we don't want the government to get involved. Well, the government has no problem getting involved when a parent is beating a child. You'll go in and save that child real quick, as you should. The law should step in there. I agree. So don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the government shouldn't get involved. What I'm saying is, is you're hiding behind because you're a coward. And I would tell that to anybody, especially if you're conservative and you're going to tell me that you believe in the word of God or that you vote like conservatively. I'd look Chris Christie in his face right now and say, it's because you're a coward and you won't stand up for kids. And there, that's the end of discussion. There is no argument to be had. You're a coward. You're not willing to stand up for kids because you're a coward. I'll stand up for any kid in the country, regardless of what home you come from, regardless of what religious backgrounds you come from, regardless of what color, race, ethnicity you are. I will stand up for children because we have to protect our kids. We live in a country now where we're trying to sacrifice our kids' innocence for political agendas. That is sick. And I don't care who you are. I don't care what side of the aisle you lie on. If that's you, I'd look you in your face and tell you you're a coward. Stand up for kids and be a man. Chris Christie, who are you? You might as well drop out of the race because you're not a man. You're not willing to stand up for kids. You're a coward. Same thing goes for the governor in Nevada. You're a coward. Now tell that to them to their face right now if they were standing in my living room because I believe so much in protecting the innocence of our kids. And the thing is, people are going, well, what if they're in an atheist house? Or what if they're in a Buddhist house? Or what if they're, I don't care. They're a kid. They don't know. They don't know. I've said it before on this podcast. If I let my seven and six-year-old pick their meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, they will die in a short few weeks. Do you want to know why? Because they're going to eat candy and ice cream and junk for every meal. They're never going to take care of their bodies. Why? Because they don't know. Because their brains are not fully developed. They are not capable of making decisions like that. If they can't make the decision for lunch, why in the world would you allow them to make the decision about the the sex change that's going to affect their life forever? Forever. And yes, I get a little heated up over it. Again, because I want to protect our kids. I want to protect the innocence of our children. It's all about the kids. And I know that Chris Christie will probably never hear this podcast. I'm sure that the governor, and I'm sorry, I can't remember his name, in Nevada, will probably never see this. But man, Lord, I pray they do. I pray they do. And I pray that their hearts are changed. We don't need more men being cowards in this country. We need men standing up and protecting our kids, protecting our women, protecting our freedoms, not contorting our freedoms, protecting them. You can throw anything out there under the, oh, well, we're a free country. That doesn't make it right. We need men to stand up. We need conservatives to stand up. We need godly men and women leading our homes and our communities because the times that we live in right now are not good. They're not good. And so I want to encourage you guys. The reason of doing this episode this week, we are in another presidential cycle. And it's important to understand what you get from both sides. It's important to see it. And I tell you this, anybody that votes for Chris Christie and you're a conservative, you're an idiot. And I'm, I, I, and that might be harsh and that might be hard for some people to hear, but 
if you cast your vote for that man as a as a conservative, you got issues. You got major issues. And so I just want to encourage you guys as conservative Christians, stand firm on what the Bible says. Stand firm on what the Word of God says. And most importantly, get into the Word and know what the Word of God says. I've had a lot of conversations with Christians who don't know. Well, I don't know what the Bible says about transgenderism. I don't know what the Bible says about homosexuality. Then get in the Word. Get in the Word. We need to pray and meditate on the Word for what's going to happen in this country. We need to humble ourselves as a nation before the Father. Guys, I appreciate you joining in this week. I know this one got a little bit heated. I know that this one got into a little bit more deeper um, topics that are hard to talk about. But guys, we have to talk about them so that we can protect our children. So thank you so much for tuning in. As usual, you can watch us on YouTube or Rumble. And guys, please, 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 I highly encourage you, if you like what you hear, subscribe to the channel. And I don't say that so that I can make money. I don't say that so I can become famous. I say that because if you agree with what I'm saying, you like the message, subscribe to the channel and help us grow this ministry. It's about furthering the kingdom. Do the same thing on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Share it with your friends and family. And guys, stand up for our children. I love you guys, and we will see you next week. Oh.